Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hi, this is Kendra. And I'm Anne, and I'm happy to be here today with Hannah's Heart. That's right. You're listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. We are a show for couples struggling with infertility, um, or if you've gone through a miscarriage or a child loss, we want to help you through that really painful journey. We also talk about adoption, um, and we just love the variety of the ways that God works in someone's life. And today we have an awesome guest who covers several topics that we talk about on our show. Um, I feel like you can like check off several of them and um, you may have known him from AFR, JJ Jasper, the (laughs) one and only. So good to be here, ladies. Wow, this is so special. We've Hannah's been trying to heart. get you on this show for a while. Well, a while. and I love how comprehensive your show is. <laughs> you know, you talked about women who have had miscarriages, mm-hmm. how the couples have walked through that, foster families, adoption, mm-hmm. all of the rest. Thank you for your heart that you have for the sanctity of human life. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming on our show. We love to have... Um, perspectives from from different journeys and specifically having a fellow's perspective we've had our husbands on and a few other men but mostly women but you know guys walk through infertility and adoption and they have their own unique set of emotions to process through so we're honored to have you on (laughs) well we were just on your show what not too long ago not too long ago ago. Yeah. yeah and i don't know who's listening but american family association american family radio we have two different networks a talk network and a music network i'm on the music side jj and john in the morning and so and i'm also on trivia friday all of the networks combined get to hear that we have more fun than should be legally allowed (laughs) but yeah you guys were over on the music side and Again, I just can't thank you enough, uh, Kendra and Ann, for, for what you do and how you minister. I was traveling back from Georgia, and we have just radio stations all over the country, almost 236 states. And I was seeking, you know, and hitting scan and seek and landed on Hannah's heart there on the weekend. I was just so, uh, so thankful and just so, I, I love how God honoring, how Christ centered it is. And you offer so much hope. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you well, thank for that. I'm sure many people that have heard you know, um, your story a little bit they know that you have this awesome family that you're a great storyteller but they might not know why you are on hannah's heart today so first could you just introduce your family and give us like the flyby overview of how you relate to this topic okay melanie and i when we met and married uh we were both older uh, and we melanie actually had a two-year-old daughter um short version she exhausted every avenue to make the marriage work and Mm -hmm. it was unsuccessful and so she was a single mom with a two-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. we met and married and uh, i never introduced lauren our daughter as my stepdaughter never thought of her Mm -hmm. as a stepdaughter she considers me daddy her 
biological father still in the picture but i know there are so many different varieties of blended families but i just want to make mention of that and so we just you know um i married late we we met married late i thought let's just go ahead and just we've already got a you know i felt like i was a microwave dad i was a husband and a daddy on the same day when i said i do so let's just add to the family jumped in on the toddler years too it's a nice time to get in you know she was so busy and i'd never been around babies i don't know where i've been but i was never around babies and i never dreamed how much energy and like at the end of the day i thought you know let's just take the batteries out of her and put her up on the shelf and we'll get her down that would be nice sometimes and i realized whoo especially for you moms you know what do they say you moms of toddlers the the days are long but the years are short Mm -hmm. and uh those of you with little ones um this too shall pass (laughs) and uh uh, the uh, the irony is you'll long for these Mm -hmm. days uh you know out in the future but so so we just said well let's just you know uh you know add to the family and a few months went by and i thought well that's odd because everybody you know is trying not to get pregnant and here we're not doing anything you know to to prevent that well you know more months more months went by and i thought well again i just thought this was strange because everybody just you know oh no you know i've went off to college or i'm you know made a wrong decision Mm -hmm. uh on prom night or whatever and you know they're they're overwhelmed oh no this is so horrible i'm pregnant and and we were wanting to be Mm -hmm. and so we started in i know there's all ages listening so i want to try to be very um family friendly so we we started trying to uh it, it was first we we just weren't not try- being intentional yes we started to get intentional to get- <laughs> yeah and people said okay you know full moon you know a uh, bag of garlic a chicken's foot i don't know what all they said you know, check your you temperature anything. yeah whatever so we started to uh of course i'm being a little bit facetious but we started to just be very intentional but then you know i was not prepared for the emotional mm-hmm. roller coaster month to month to month when a year went by and mm-hmm. you know it went, went beyond that and you're like mm-hmm. a little part of you you know now you say well this is not fair my mother used to say fair is where a pig wins a blue ribbon <laughs> so you can't expect everything you can't expect equity in, in that regard but still you think wait everybody having an abortion mm-hmm. and people not wanting a baby and we're praying and longing for for mm-hmm. another baby and then and i know i'm getting real scattered here i started to resolve well okay uh Maybe this is just the way it's going to be, and I'm very thankful for Lauren, and I'm so thankful to be able to uh, to call her my own and, and raise her, and she just brought so much joy and excitement and purpose in our life. So at one point, you know, Melanie's proved she could have a baby, mm-hmm. and me, you know, it's just we don't know. So I even went to one of the places where you go, and I didn't realize I was that macho, but... Uh, <laughs> That 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 stung. That oh, that was a ego buster uh, right there. Yeah, every bit of that was not natural or comfortable or anything. And so, I was supposed to con- continue, you know, to go for a couple of visits to find out the results. 
A, I'm not the best patient. I'm not real big about going to doctors. And because that was so uh, such an assault on my on my manhood mm-hmm. and masculinity, I just didn't. And Ann is over there. Ann is cracking up. I don't know why. I don't think there was a man in the office. That even, you know, all these ladies behind the I counter. I think I'm picturing my experience having to go with my husband in the middle. We, took, we did that. In the middle of the night, mm-hmm. they told us that we could bring what we needed to in the middle of the night. And so this is a big just, issue for a lot of the men that yes, deal with you this. Have to do that. The women have this perspective of like, well, we'll do whatever it takes medically, and we're like, this is not hard. But the men, this is a, a big emotional oh, it thing was, it to was have to humiliating. overcome. It was very, sure. very embarrassing. And again, I'm trying to speak very, very vague, but it seems like. I'm so traumatized by it. I can't remember all the details, but it seemed like it was like, here's this baby food jar. You can go home, something, something. Well, I don't know if I was supposed to put it in the refrigerator and didn't, or if I put it in the refrigerator and was not supposed to, but then I actually went back for the second time. They said, well, you've goofed up these simple instructions. I said, you know what? I I don't, if, you know, I mean, clearly Melanie can have a child, whether I can or can't, you know. So there was was that part of it. Mm -hmm. But, oh, I want to go back to that month-to-month for you listening and you're praying and hoping. You know, when you've really, like, this is going to be the month, and then you're just going from month-to-month, you get your emotions, Mm -hmm. you get so excited, you you take people's advice, well, we're checking our temperature, and it's a full moon, you know, or whatever's going on here, and got people praying, and you're even fasting. And then you're disappointed. And it's like you're all the way to the bottom. And you have to say, okay, we'll wait till next month. And you say, well, you know, a couple of years, that's not the longest. Well, you think about how long you anticipated getting your driver's license Mm -hmm. or how hard it was to go to sleep Christmas Eve. You know, the excitement and and the, 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 uh, Mm -hmm. you know, how intense it was that, hey, we just want to be able to open this package and this, you know, find out what's under the Christmas tree. And so from month to month, it was really, so then we would just go, you know, let's just quit thinking about it. Let's just Mm -hmm. keep going on because the more we're focused on it, the, uh, the more painful it is and just like the people that adopt a baby and then lo and behold Mm -hmm. the wife becomes this well it's because you guys were too stressed out and too you know (laughs) you were just not help you when you're in the middle of stress (laughs) just don't stress and it'll happen that's right that's right so uh um, do you guys have questions or do you yeah, want me to just keep you going? Just about your relationship in that two week wait. Like, how did you manage, like, not having stress between you and Melanie? Like, you mean two year? I'm sorry. Well, <clears throat> so every month you have yes. that, did this work? There's two weeks where you're wondering. Right. It, you know, and as a wife and, or as, a, you know, a future mom, you're thinking, oh, if it did work, then by December we'll have a baby. And by that, what, what month clothes would we buy? Like, it's hard to not. Right. Um, assume this is happening every month. So how did you and Melanie manage your relationship with that stress? You know, if there is such thing as a perfect marriage, we have that. She mm-hmm. is uh, she's absolutely a Proverbs 31 uh, wife and mother in every regard. So I don't remember all the details um, or the emotions, but I just remember how painful it was. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I never thought that I would be placed in this position mm-hmm. where something everybody else seems to disregard. My body, my choice. We want to have mm-hmm. uh, more abortions. We want to slaughter more children. Like, no, no, not us. We we, we want this. We're longing mm-hmm. for this. And then, really, God? Really? This, mm-hmm. this yeah. you know? And so, you know, we have rarely got angry at God. We're kind of like, we don't deserve his blessing. So, 
you know, whatever trials come, we can't say, well, we're better than this or we want special treatment. Mm -hmm. But it, it did sting and we did struggle with it. At, at about this time, we're at about the two-year mark, The um, we were having small groups. And, you know, a lot of churches are doing that. Mm -hmm. You meet in different people's homes. And we were meeting in our home this particular time. A couple of the, the ladies were expecting and some, you know, somebody in the small group said, well, when are you guys going to get on with the program, get mm -hmm. on board? And this is really an odd thing. It's small group. You're doing life together. You're sharing your most intimate things and praying for each other so you're not in a mega church or even a, a, a larger church where you kind of get lost in the shuffle. We had not even told them about wow. our struggle. And that's yeah. a, the irony that we hadn't even told anybody beyond our closest friends, hey, pray for us. This is, a, this is an ongoing mm -hmm. struggle. It feels so private. Maybe personal. that's what it is. I'm not a real private person. Melanie is. Mm -hmm. But uh, we, just, we just kept it to ourselves and had not even shared with that group. That should be the first uh, group mm -hmm. that we'd say, hey, pray for us. So we said we, we shared the struggle. We mm -hmm. said, you know, in fact... You know, this is this is about two years, and uh, this has been really, really uh, devastating to us. And so, one of the guys, Johnny Long, he uh, he suggested that Melanie sit in a chair, and he said, "Would you mind if you sit in this chair and we gather around you, lay hands on you, and pray for you?" Mm. Melanie did, and she said, "When when everybody started to pray." It felt like warm oil mm. started on top of her head, mm. and that warm oil just went all the way through down down her body. <laughs> She's never had anything like that happen before or since. Mm. And I want to add this little caveat. If you heard this from a Pentecostal crusade or an assembly of God friends that just experienced healing and deliverance and miracles, you go, oh, yeah, I hear that happening, but, you know, I'm a Presbyterian or I'm a, a, a Baptist. Well, this was mostly Baptist folks. This mm -hmm. was not a charismatic setting, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know why I feel like I need to say that but because I'm not saying anything, you know, ill about okay. anybody. But these are mostly Baptist folks, and, and they're not used to laying hands on anybody. And, and for this happening— It was happening, a surprising event to them. <laughs> and it had never happened wow. before, and it had never happened since. Not anything like that with Melanie. And she knew that she knew mm. that she knew that God had done something. Well, the story gets even more exciting. The next month that we met, I was out of town. Johnny, the fellow that I was telling you about— he walked up very gingerly, very cautiously to Melanie and whispered, and she said you could tell he was clearly nervous and concerned. He said, I've never done anything or said anything like this, Melanie, but the Lord told me mm. to tell you you're expecting, oh, and she's <laughs> going to be a blessing. Oh, well, wow. Melanie went and got a test. <laughs> she was expecting. What? We didn't even pick out. A boy name because if God's gonna send a herald to tell you there's a baby on the way, hmm. Zechariah, other times <laughs> in the Bible, here there's a there's a child coming. You know, there's this wonderful miracle, this hmm. this person that you've prayed for, longed for, <laughs> and so. We didn't even pick out a boy name, and our daughter Sadie, she is blessing. And so, yeah, that was a that is something that, and maybe you listening right now, you well, we're there. We've been longing, we've been mm -hmm. praying, and well, it was three years from the time that we, you know, started hoping to have a baby mm -hmm. till we had Sadie in our in our arms. About three years. And so, you know, all the myriad of things, you know, I had already just resolved, 
you know, I'll I'll be a father to Lauren, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And in the back of your mind, you think, and we can always adopt or become a mm-hmm. foster family. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, for, for us, our family, God absolutely did a miracle. He, he, he provided that healing, and uh, he's able to do that. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a big God. For those of you that are not watching us right now, we've got a few little tears rolling down. <laughs> JJ's, as he tells the story, how many years later? Yes. And you, it's, it's like you're back in that moment where you're holding your daughter, and the Lord has given you yes. this. <laughs> yes. And it's as real. I, I was just reading this uh, a couple of days ago. I'm reading the chronological Bible, trying to read the Bible through this year, so uh, you know, you got your things you expect with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then lo and behold, Job pops in here. Mm-hmm. And one of Job's friends, he talks about mountains and earthquakes, and the foundation of the earth trembles. And he goes on to say, these are just the beginning of all that he does, merely a whisper mm-hmm. of his power. And you may be familiar with Isaiah where it says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. There are many, many things that are impossible to men, but with God, all mm. things are possible. That's right. One of the things that I talk a lot on the show is um, I want to help prepare couples. What if it's not God's plan for you to have a biological child? And I, I try to help them have the um understanding that God is good whether you get a child or not. But in focusing on that, a lot of times my temptation, um, I I push to the back the possibility of a miraculous working God because I don't want to be disappointed and I don't want to allow my heart to hope. In my own struggle, I had to deal with that. Like I was afraid to even hope. And so JJ, would you pray right now for anyone who's listening who maybe you have stirred some hope in their heart by hearing this miracle. They don't know what exactly God's plan is for them, um, but to give them confidence in a miracle working God. Well, and I want to uh, reinforce what you just said because somebody prays for their grandmother. They just know they're going to get healed and they pass away. Mm-hmm. Then they're mad at God. They shake their fist. If you, you say you're a loving God, you allowed my mm-hmm. grandmother to, to pass away and they might even quit going to church. Well, God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. He's the potter. Well, we're the clay. So I like that you're trying to mm-hmm. strike that balance. But before I pray, I want to share this mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, a pastor that I had, Sam Shaw, during Mother's Day, he would share how special moms were, like you know a lot of churches do, but he did something I've never seen done before. Mm. He said, every person, every woman in the congregation right now that you're longing to have a baby, and you've prayed and prayed, but it hasn't happened, I want you to stand up, mm. and with those around you, just quietly, respectfully lay hands and pray. And he said, and before you decide whether you should stand up, you know, if, if you're afraid to be shy or whatever. He said, I want you to know that he, and he said, however, the 16 years, the 20 years I've been a pastor, every single following Easter, everyone without fail, we said, does it, has anybody that was in that last service had a baby and someone stood up, somebody or a few somebodies stood up. Yeah. So, so God is able and let's do go to the Lord Mm -hmm. and ask Heavenly Father, we just 
worship you and exalt you and bless you. Thank you so much for for this show, Lord. Thank you for Hannah's heart, for Kendra, for Ann. Thank you for those that are listening. And we know it's not an accident. It's not a coincidence that they turn the radio on and they're hearing these words that resonate with them. And someone who, just like Melanie and I, we were longing and hoping and mm-hmm. praying for a, a, a little baby to hold in our arms. And it just seemed like we were, our hopes were dashed month mm-hmm. after month and, and years even went by. And then you showed up and did that, just did that miracle, provided that healing. And we want to pray for the person listening right now. I know they're not a second-class citizen mm-hmm. uh, of yours. They're not a, they're, you said you're not a respecter of, of persons. You tell us that in James. So, Lord, just like you did a, a, a miracle for Melanie and our family, mm-hmm. you can do that for yes, the person Lord. listening right now. Mm-hmm. And I just pray, Lord, you can reach down with your little finger and touch mm-hmm. them and open their womb and allow them to have a child and let that be such a powerful testimony and and that you would just get all the glory. Mm-hmm. But Lord, we pray for that person that's hurting and we pray for that couple that's longing for a baby and ask that you would do a a miracle just like you did for us. And we pray all of this mm-hmm. in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, my husband had a very similar, we were, we were praying and we came across a scripture that says, if any of you is sick, they should ask the elders to anoint them with oil and pray. Yes. And infertility is a result of, of a fallen world. And God spoke to our hearts and said, you haven't done that. And so we got some people in our church together and said, would you pray for us? And it was humbling to ask <laughs> yes, that. And yes. I felt silly doing it, but I felt like God called me to be obedient. I think there's some people listening that you need to be obedient to ask and to ask others to pray with you. Well, JJ, we only have a few more minutes left in the broadcast, but there's another whole aspect um, of your journey that we want to have you back on to talk about. Okay. Um, but we, we do discuss um, child loss. Mm-hmm. Could you just sort of tease our viewers with a little bit of that aspect of, of your show, of your story, so we can have <laughs> Well, again, this has been such a privilege. I will say uh, that I'm very passionate about uh, the life issue, Mm -hmm. fearfully and wonderfully knitted together in our mother's womb. And our pro-life story has many layers. Mm -hmm. We have, we've gone, we went on to have lots more children. We got seven (laughs) children. And then um, we, uh, Melanie, in between, after several of our children were born, she experienced two miscarriages. Mm. So, you know, uh, you ladies, I'm so sorry for your loss. Those of you listening that have experienced that, that's a very real thing. And then uh, we got a child, one of our uh, little babies has Down syndrome. So there's another layer of our pro-life story uh, up to 80 some odd 90 some odd percent of women when there's prenatal testing they realize the child has down syndrome they abort the baby mm. and uh Bodhi, mm. our son has brought us so much joy we never dreamed someone could make us laugh and bring us so much joy <laughs> but the thing you're talking about uh, we had at the time four children three little girls a little boy named cooper we had bought a farm we had horses and cattle and we were, he and I were riding in the dune buggy, and on July the 17th, 2009, we had a, an accident on our farm, and our only son at the time died in that accident. Mm. So when we didn't think we could be more pro-life, that old adage, you don't know what you have until it's taken away. Mm-hmm. And so we're just, our family were just so passionate about 
what a gift children are that babies well you know you know so many of the the verses mm-hmm. for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb i praise you because i'm fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful i know that full well that from psalm 139 verse 13 and 14 so we're still standing god's grace is sufficient it was the darkest day of our life uh, losing our only son, but even after that, our daughter Casey James was born, and then we had we had twins. Mm-hmm. So, uh, boy, God is faithful, and our tragedy doesn't take away from His holiness. Amen. He's He's a good God. Well, I love you mentioning all of these aspects of your story because it's easy for us to sometimes see bigger families when you're struggling with infertility and to have a spirit of jealousy of, well, it's just so easy for the Jasper family. Look at all those kids. But someone not knowing your full story doesn't know the infertility, the child loss, the dealing with a disability, and yet God's faithfulness has been proved time and time again throughout your story. Well, and they look at our large family, they don't realize the cost of the cartons of eggs <laughs> that we have to buy when we go to the grocery and how many astronomical and, and how many payments we have to make you know on on a carton of eggs or no i'm i'm halfway joking about that but thank you for that but listen i it you know this seems like a weird place mm-hmm. to put this in but everything everything hinges on a personal relationship mm-hmm. with jesus mm-hmm. christ mm-hmm. not religion not just turning over a new leaf or being a good person but realizing your need for god repenting of your sin and receiving Jesus Christ into your heart and life by faith. I did that. Melanie did that. Everything in my life that has value, practical, um, eternal, everything that matters hinges on that decision I made to put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I married a Christian woman. We're raising our children to be Christians. We cry out to a God who hears and answers prayer because we have a personal relationship with the living Lord. And that's a starting point for you listening. If you haven't been born again, please make that choice. We don't grieve like the rest of the world, do we? Well, well, JJ, we definitely want to have you on again. But real quick, if our listeners want to find out more about losing Cooper, where could they potentially get that book? JJJasper.com. And uh, as I mentioned, I'm a frequent speaker at Pregnancy Resource Center banquets as well. Amen.